0: Hey guys, my name's Adam. I'm the head coach at Copper State Fit. Our purpose is to educate, entertain, and inspire you to lead a fit and healthy lifestyle. We hope that by sharing our clients' stories and providing you with tools, tips, and information that you can apply, that you'll seize the opportunity by turning thought into action. Stick around till the end and we'll provide you with the next steps that you can take, along with helpful links in the show notes. That said, thank you in advance for listening and enjoy the show. All right, you guys, here we are, episode number three of Copper State Fit Podcast, and today we've got a regular superhero on in Jill Norton, and uh, we're excited to have her. I think you'll understand why once we get going here, but without further ado, let's bring her on. Jill, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. You uh, off today?
1: I am off today, enjoying it.
0: Nice. When do you go back on shift?
1: Uh, tomorrow morning,
0: first thing. Ooh, what's, what's your shift times? Are you usually like a seven, seven, eight to eight?
1: What's It's eight to eight. But if you showed up at eight o'clock, you wouldn't have any friends. So you <laughs> kind of show up about seven thirty, seven fifteen, seven thirty. Yep. Yep. 30, morning call for people.
0: That's right. But, yeah. Get them out of there a little quicker.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, let's tell everyone what we're talking about. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like family situation, uh, where you're from, like all that. Let us know about you a little bit. All
1: right. Um, well, I am a 41-year-old mom married to um, an amazing guy who puts up with me. And we have two toddlers. We have a three-year-old little girl and a four-year-old boy. Um, I come from Indiana but currently live in Scottsdale, Arizona. And um, a little bit about myself. I work for, um, I'm a firefighter paramedic for Phoenix Fire. So that that's kind of rad. what we're chit about about. Um, and I just come from a background of, uh, I was a swimmer my entire life, always a college athlete, um, always doing something physical, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's basically what I like to do for fun. It kind of switches up when you have toddlers. I think they're your, your yeah. son yep. <laughs> for, yep. for a little bit. <laughs> so it's kind of my world right now.
0: That becomes it, right, Mm -hmm. for the most part?
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Very cool. So Firefighter, like what got you into that? Like what made you decide to?
1: You know, it's kind of a funny story because this is my third career, believe it or not. I uh, was an exercise physiologist in a cardiac rehab back in Indiana for a while. And then I went into um, what my entire family did for a living was I was a teacher for a little bit. And I did not like it. And I was swimming here at a master's program and I met, um, she was my mentor. I met a captain on the job and she was like, you love to work hard. She's like, have you ever thought about doing this? She's like, why don't you come to the station and just hang out with me for a day? I went and I saw, I'm like, you guys are getting paid to work out. You're getting paid to work hard and do cool stuff. I'm like, I'm in, sign me up. What do I need to do? Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So, obviously you've got to stay physically fit for your job yeah it's pretty demanding um, not just physically mentally and emotionally but what would you say was your biggest motivating factor for you that made you want to jump into and start a program with us
1: uh, a couple things um, first and foremost I was coming off of having my second kid and she was already two I think when I started um, but um, I struggled. I was on bed rest and probably for the first time in my life I went six months without working out and I struggled with eating and gaining weight and um, like every, I shouldn't say every, but like the majority of moms coming out of motherhood and having kids, you kind of lose yourself a little bit and you kind of, you're just overwhelmed and that became um, a lot about me and I was trying to work out and I thought I was eating healthy and nothing was moving on my weight and my physique and my strength. And I was really frustrated. So I was super lethargic coming home from work, just sitting on the couch, just not able to do anything. Um, so I went and got my hormones checked. My husband and I are like, let's get your hormones checked. So I got my hormones checked, and I was kind of borderline on my thyroid, and I'm not one of those people that jump into medicine and wanted to see what I could do myself naturally, how I could make myself feel better. Um, and that's where you kind of came into play. My neighbor um, went through Copper State Fit, and within 10 minutes of talking to you, I think you explained my hormones better than the doctors did <laughs> and why it was affecting me the way it was, and I was sold from then on. I knew I needed this accountability. That was another yeah. factor I needed. Um, so just all those things kind of came into play and I really needed to make a change and we all hit rock bottom at some point I think that wasn't necessarily a rock bottom but it was pretty low I was pretty low for me and I I really wanted to feel better
0: yeah no that makes sense it's it's tough I mean you and I have these conversations on calls all the time yeah man getting old it sucks huh? especially (laughs) we are a former athlete and you remember like man what you used to be able to do and then all of a sudden it's like what's going on with me I used to be able to lose
1: weight in like three months I'd be back down to where I was, you know. Yeah. Uh it's not that it's not that easy anymore. But it's not ooh.
0: but it sounds like really the biggest things for you were more the accountability that yes. you were looking for. And then as you said, after going through with some of the physicians, finding out what some of your lab work was, being able to connect with somebody that could help understand those things and, and help guide yes. you along.
1: Yes. And you kind of switched my diet the way it needed to be. And probably like majority of your clients, I was an under eater and yeah. things just started to fall into place. So it was good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about how that kind of tied into your job and yeah, with having such a demanding job, you know, let's first talk about that. Like a lot of people yeah. don't understand what a shift job like yours is like. So give us an idea of what that's like a typical, like week for you because a day is not normal but what's a week like
1: well and you know we work so i work 24 hours on and then i have 48 hours off so technically i could only be working two or three days a week um but what that does entail is 24 hours of even if you don't necessarily get calls at night which that's pretty rare not to get a call but if you don't you don't sleep well um that is so, you know, you you come into work and not only is it physical, it's just a lot of mental too um, with being just tired and worn down and always on the go. So when I come home from work, I a lot of people, not a lot, uh, all the guys, that it amazes me. I, that's what helps me through this. Is a lot of the guys that have gone through this before. When you come home, you got to be a mom. <laughs> so I don't get that nap time. So I could be up 24 hours and I'm basically up for 48. There's not going to be... A time for me to to grab that nap or anything like that um, right now. Hopefully, it'll get better once the kids get into school, and I might be able to catch a half hour nap. Yeah. But you know, you just—I'm just digging in deep right now, and so by having the nutrition, it has light worlds different. I am such a different person now. With I still get tired, and I'm still going to be broke down, but. Um, You know, um, my husband always says that usually it's the second day off a shift that he sees the effect in me. So I could come home after my shift that second day I'm just dragging and then I got to go back to work the next day. Um, It's just shift cycle. And and a lot of people have that with different types of jobs and we definitely go through that.
0: I know. Well, Like I said, you guys are the superheroes, man. You guys are uh, committing those hours and, and, you know, Like you've often told me about some shifts that you've had or it's like, yeah, I had 20 calls in 24 hours. It's like that's more than two calls or a call every two hours. I mean, you're talk about like not sleeping, like you're literally going. And then, like you said, you get home and now you have to be take the firefighter hat off, put the mom hat on and the the wife hat on and put a smile on for everybody. And it, it can be tough. So what do you think made it hard to stick to the program and stick to your nutrition, having that type of job?
1: Um, I think, well, the fire department in any job, but the fire department is full of traditions. So uh, number one, one of my hardest things going in was not eating the same lunch as these guys or dinners as these guys. And, um, and culture is shifting because there's, you know, um, the fire department, since I got on, 11 years ago has shifted and we do eat healthier than what we used to and people care more. But um, that tradition of I'm not putting the same food on my plate as them was tough at first um, because I'm not at one station I am a rover so I can be at a different station every shift I call in the morning they tell me where I go I could be anywhere in the city of Phoenix Um, they keep kind of keep you in certain areas and try to keep close to home so they try to take care of you in that way but so I could potentially be meeting new people almost every shift now that I've been on 11 years I've I've met you know on my shift I, I pretty much know and guys know me and they know what I'm going through now. So I have that support. But that was probably initially what was hard about it. Um, now, just continuing on is um, my big factor in everything, sleep. Yeah. So when I go those 24 hours, or just for example, last shift, um, I was telling you how we were gone on a fire for five hours. And there's no, I mean, they bring a canteen out and the canteen has candy bars. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not really, you know, helping me out a little bit. But uh right. You know, it's just things like that where I get back, I eat my dinner, but I'm behind on food and I'm probably under eating for the day, but I decided to go to bed. <laughs> you know, yep, and those yep. are things that I, I struggled with along the way and that made it hard was, and then being overly tired, you just want that comfort food and you just want to eat whatever is right there. And being a mom of toddlers, it might be a chicken nugget or some mac and cheese or, you know, and that yep. that was tough. Um, getting over that hurdle, that was tough.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they've shown now... All the sleep studies they've done with people—I mean, they've done super, super fit human beings. we you know, firefighters, Navy SEALs, uh, police officers, and and done sleep studies, sleep deprivation, and these people who have, you know, these fantastic blood markers go 72 hours with sleep deprivation, and now are showing signs of insulin resistance, like type yeah. two diabetics, and it's just crazy. After just you know 72 hours, then that brings about like fatigue and hunger and, you know, all of those things on top of some of those effects. So, you know, it is important. The nutrition definitely comes into play and and obviously exercise too. And I know you like to hit the gym and it's funny how we had to balance that, right? Like sometimes we would say, okay, Jill, guess what? We need to take a couple of days off because recovery was maybe the more important thing at the moment. So talk to me a little bit about like the workout program. And like what your workouts are like and how did they change through the program and kind of what are they like now?
1: Um, Oh, they've changed quite a bit. Um, You know, a lot of (laughs) my husband is, uh, he kind of gets a little mad at me now because he's probably told me this for, hmm, since I've known him, but I over- We're never
0: going to listen to our husband.
1: (laughs) No, come on.
0: Gosh.
1: Never. My wife
0: would say the same thing. Renee would say, yeah, I I told you that forever ago. I'm like, Uh yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I was your typical overtrainer and I was never considered I would never have said I was a CrossFitter I like to do CrossFit style workouts quite a bit Um But I was a typical overtrainer. It was always going hard never rest days never easy days you know hiking a mountain and hitting the gym or um, Skills course at work and then lifting and it was just always double of everything mm-hmm. Um and now, uh, well, it's funny. We, we started working on it. You started seeing how I was just hanging on to that weight and hanging on to it and it wasn't coming off. And it was a big frustration. And then we started saying, Hey, I want three full days of nothing of active rest. And, um, it started coming off and it was, I think I needed to see that physical. Um, I always knew that I overtrained, and I always knew that I probably could cut it down. Um, but there's that back of your mind: I'm a female firefighter; I have this to live up to; I need to be able to perform; I have to do. You know, you work on a fire; you're working your ass off <laughs> yeah. for you know 20 minutes, and if not more. But those first 20 minutes are, are rough, and so I seem to want to push myself that way all the time. Um, and now I've kind of slowed down with my nutrition. If your nutrition is on point, you feel better in the gym, and you can start lifting for more for strength, and still throw in those metcons and those like hit programs where you're doing the um, anaerobic and getting yourself the cardio wise. But how it's changed now is I'm probably doing a lot more strength work than what I did before, yeah. um, and I like it. And um, obviously, it's it's hard for me mentally to to look back at the athlete I was and what I used to be able to do. Um, you know, I'm not twenty anymore and things, mm-hmm. you know, that's just that's nat that's natural for it to happen. So I just have to be smarter about how I'm working out and that's it's less. I guess I should just say I'm actually working out less. Yeah. Um just smarter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Probably smarter, maybe um shorter workouts, right? Or or yeah. less frequently, yes. less volume. I mean heck your job in and of itself is physical and so you know balancing that with the actual out of the job workouts you know the barbells and the dumbbells and everything is yeah. a challenge so um you brought something up there comparing yourself right like yeah. the old self and
1: yeah
0: i know it's tough uh it tough. let's talk about that for a minute i mean everyone struggles with the comparison trap not just Mm-hmm. with others. I think we all catch ourselves doing that sometimes like, oh, you know, this person, they look like this or man, how do they have such awesome genetics? They, they eat whatever the heck they want. Yeah. Really caught doing that a lot, mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't catch ourselves comparing us to us or the past yeah. us. So talk to me about that.
1: I know there's that quote that everyone always says, don't compare yourself to others, but who you were yesterday. Part of that quote is a problem for me yeah. <laughs> I probably i mean don 't get me wrong i 'm your typical person. I have compared myself to others, and we kind of talked about that once where um when i 'm at work, I feel small and I feel tiny, and i 'm a smaller female on the job and Then when I'm not at work and I'm around my friends I feel huge (laughs) and I feel big so it's like this in between where you want to be this strong fit person and then you want to look like this model Um, and over time the the strength has worn out for me I I just I love being strong so that's always gonna win out now but now going into being strong is I got to look at myself and you know being a college athlete what I used to do and and what you know how easy before I, I've done figure shows before mm-hmm. and I have gotten really small and lean um, and do I want to be that way now I don't know um, there are parts of you obviously you always want to look your best and you always want to do that and you're gonna compare but I did I struggled with well I used to be able to lift this yep. or I used to be able to do these workouts no problem um, and you know, I've got two kids life has happened and I have to, I'm, I'm still, I still struggle with it every day, but it's gotten so much easier. Um, I just look at my life and know that I'm happy and am I going to have that six pack or am I going to make memories with my kids? Am I going to lose that one last pound on that scale because I just wanted to see a number where know that I'm healthy, know that I'm strong and go from there. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm learning to, to be okay with that and, and and just be in the moment of that.
0: Yeah. I love it. We had... We had a lot of conversations, I think, early on when we were working together more so than later when you really just started Mm -hmm. to, the mindset shifted, you know, and that's a big important part of our program with, with people is building that relationship with the client, knowing where they're coming from, meeting them where they're at, but trying to help them through it from a mental perspective. And I think what we often would find ourselves conversing about early on was Man, back when I was doing, yeah. cars, you know, and man, back in the day
1: the when I was younger, dropped
0: off so much faster. And it's like, but Jill, you weren't a firefighter then. You weren't yeah. a mom of yeah. two back then. You know, you weren't married. It was, it was Jill, a hundred percent, and you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: probably pretty unbalanced in that you poured a lot of time and energy into that. And yeah. guess what? When we're unbalanced in life, you know, usually. We I'm can see happy. results from those things that we're putting 100% into, but you have to find where to put that energy because you only have so much. And mm. like you said, you know, you're know, you a mom and yeah. you're married and, and you've got a home life and it's okay to be able to enjoy certain foods with the fam and sit down and mm. realize that, you know what, I'm going to miss out on this stuff and I don't want to look back and think I did miss out on these things and yeah. finding that balance, right?
1: Yeah, completely. And it's, it's, it's definitely been, uh, I think just talking to you now, it's hitting me how far I have come and that's funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah So let's talk about that life, a day in the life of the whole thing from, okay, let's say you do get off shift. The, the work ends and now you're at home. What's it like now? I mean, are are you meal prepping for the next couple of days? Are you
1: um, running kids around? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, you know, I, we t- tend to meal prep, but not in a sense where our whole meal is done. We always meal prep our meats. So meats are always done because that usually takes the longest or not knowing. So, um, in our refrigerator, if we're low, we'll just cook a bunch of meat. Um, so we just kind of go through the the week that way. Um, and I am, I'm one of those people that I'm pretty good with eating almost the same thing through the week, whatever's easiest, Mm -hmm. honestly. I think that's the stage in life I'm at right now. So I don't have time to get super creative with food. I just, it's, (laughs) food is fuel. And um, so, yeah, we, I, I meal prep throughout the day. Um, uh, my kids are like any other toddler they don't eat anything i cook anyway so <laughs> it's it's kind of um but yeah so I, i'll i'll try to meal prep but most of the time my husband has been amazing and has food in the fridge so i don't have to grab um any kind of things that would get me in trouble but yeah. um yeah so i come home from shift and um basically i am mom from let's play let's play <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um, I just try to keep my kids busy. If I can keep them busy, then I'm doing good. So that's about it. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm like I'm not really that exciting on my off days. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. Try to catch up on sleep while staying awake. To survive. Right? <laughs> not happening. Yeah, I think you said some really cool stuff. I think people can take away with, with as busy as you are. Uh, meal prepping. The thing that's key is the proteins, right? The meats. Yeah. You know, having that readily available because like you said, those take the longest to prep. So if you've got, you know, a selection in your fridge to choose from, you know, grabbing some starches, carbs, veggies or something to go along with, it's pretty easy. So I like that you said that. that that's a good point.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, that's been key. And then uh, especially with working, if I end up doing 48-hour shifts and, um, you know, I just end up buying, like, Costco's already cooked rice that you throw in the microwave, you know, just whatever is going to work for you and is easiest. I've learned that, too. It's like the fancier you try to be, the harder it is. Unless that's... you have those genes, unless you are talented. and I know, right? <laughs> You know, there's certain people that just have that talent and can do it, but not me.
0: Well, let's. speaking of, I'd like to, to learn maybe a few things of yours, maybe like three, four, five things that are like, okay, one, what are all the regulars? You say you eat a lot of the same stuff. So what are those? And two, what are the things that you always make sure to like sneak into your calories and your macros that are like your vices?
1: I was asking my husband what he thought that was. Um, I was talking to my friend too, you know, I learned about you through and we were talking and I was like, man, someone needs to write a macro book for fourth grade taste buds because that's 100% <laughs> me. I am the pickiest eater. Um, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, but the things that I always tend to eat, my breakfasts are almost always the same. It's, um, uh, I have become addicted to Laughing Cow cheese. I don't. I don't know why. It's just an addiction to me. Um, It's an egg burrito with chicken sausages um, and egg whites and Laughing Cow cheese wrapped up in a a tort. Um, yep. I have that pretty much every day. If it's not that, then it's Kodiak cake. So okay, <laughs>
0: it's so the breakfast throat. burrito with Laughing Cow cheese. The oh, love yeah. that Laughing Cow cheese. Uh-huh. The uh, Kodiak cakes. The high protein pancakes. So those with
1: with I should say, if I'm going to have Kodiak cakes, they have to have mini dark chocolate chips in them.
0: Okay, there you go. <laughs> love it. So what else? That, like what are those? Are so there's breakfast. What about lunch yeah. and dinner?
1: Um. You know what, I'm really big on sweet potatoes. So sweet potatoes with some pulled pork, um, some broccoli and some barbecue sauce on top is like, I love that meal, I I could eat that a lot.
0: That sounds good.
1: Yeah, that or you know, everyone staples tacos, so tacos are always on menu too.
0: Absolutely, right on, yeah. those sound like good ones. So let's talk about what what's the vice? What are you always finding ways to squeeze <laughs> <laughs> it in?
1: What we call uh, macro hoarding, right? Oh, you macro hoard those fats, man <laughs> uh, and i if I have more than ten grams of fat, I'm doing good uh, uh, you know, I think, um, I have a little bit of an addiction to chocolate, um, so I would say, um that was that's definitely a vice for me. I always have to find some way to fit a little bit of chocolate. Um, it used to be I'd always have to find room for Halo Top. And it's just funny how you go through this process. Your comfort foods can kind of change. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't crave as much. But you put a chocolate chip cookie in front of me. We're in trouble. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> but but other than, you know, I've learned to turn away from other things. But I would say chocolate is probably something. Just That's why I love those, like, little chocolate chips that I can squeeze into, like, some Kodiak cakes or something. That definitely keeps me away from the sweets more.
0: So rather than restricting you're obviously finding ways that you can still fit them in like you said with the right. Kodiak cakes you're you're putting some chocolate chips in there um mm-hmm. with the halo top ice cream like you said on occasion or hey if it's just a chocolate chip cookie like
1: yeah
0: it's okay it. to have that every once in a while right I like you, and my
1: kids love going for donuts and uh, there was a time in my diet where that didn't fit in at all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, sacrifice for the greater good. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know what? I'll have a donut and a protein shake, and that'll be my breakfast. And you just you just cut it out somewhere else, cut that fat out somewhere else down the down the line that day. It works. It's it's good. It works for me. I think
0: that's good. I think for most people, you know, not all, but for most uh, creating some flexibility is really important. You know, some people need those hard, fast rules of like, you, you just have a trigger food. I can't have this cause I yeah. can't stop, you know, yeah. but finding where those boundaries are for you personally, and then learning to play within the bounds. And I think that's a part of self-discovery through working, uh, you know, and tracking nutrition. Yeah. Um, are there any times that you can recall where you had, an apparent failure or things that you consistently struggled with over and over while being on the program? Um,
1: I mean, you, you're going to have your ups and downs. There's going to be days that you don't hit your macros. That's I think that's completely normal. Um, that's life. So um, it's how you rebound from those. And I think I did pretty good with that. Um, that was not often the huge struggle. Um, really, for me, the nutrition part wasn't hard. I mean, it was hard, don't get me wrong. That part was was definitely a challenge, but it was the rest days. Like in the beginning I didn't listen to you. Yeah. I know, I'm not taking those days off. Yeah. Like, no, what are you talking about? You don't understand what I need to be ready for and you know, and um it it took me probably I've been working with you for a year, over a year and it probably took me a good six months for that to sink in and Um, And like I said, I still struggle with it. I still want to do too much and do too little, but um, it's something that um, I'm doing much better with. That's
0: interesting. That like from a, from your perspective that a struggle or a failure or something that you kept battling against was actually working out too much. You know, (laughs) it's not often that people will say that, but you know, that is normal for some I mean you, yeah. there are some people we have to like put the brakes on you being one of those people especially with demanding job that you have so it, it's good to see we've found that balance we kind of know now it's taken you know both of us working together to figure out like all right where is that line we draw where we say okay we're, we're going past that line we're pushing a little bit too hard so it's cool yeah. to figure that out yeah. um cool. so when you when you've gotten off track any, any time I know you said like yeah. There's going to be times you you don't hit your macros, right? Like when you've gotten off track, when you've lost your momentum, what are some things you do to reel yourself back in?
1: Um, You need a support group. You do. Um, And that's what this group has been great about. I mean, you have your friends on board that are outside maybe this Copper State, uh, you know, group. But just even just listening, I you know, um, being part of the group chats and stuff, just going through and, and reading the group chats, not even necessarily writing about how you're doing, just seeing how other people are having their ups and downs or having their great moments and um, going on. It's kind of motivating. So um, that would always help. And um, I always had to... It all revolves around this. I don't know why it's so weird, but I go to the gym, yeah. <laughs> and that's just where that's my happy place, and um, it's where I feel good. And when I'm not motivated to get to that gym, I have enough friends that I say, "Hey, you want to go work out? You want to do this with me?" Because I know I don't want to do it by myself. Um, I'm pretty good. It's forced upon me. I, I, it's funny talking to like my relatives that are struggling with the gym and all that stuff. For me, it's a different perspective. I have to do it for my job you might change how you would do things if you had to do it for your job if it depend other people's safety depended on your shape so for me that's a motivation to enough to get in the gym and that's that's easy for me where it's not as easy for other people because it's that's not a huge factor so um, but yeah I still need motivation every once in a while get back in that gym and I just grab my friends and your support group is huge
0: Wow your life depends on it literally <laughs> and um, not just yours, but, Other's
1: lives yeah
0: different. not yeah. not just yours but those your lives you're trying to save and the lives of the people you're working with so yeah, yeah you, that's a big burden and, and a lot to carry but definitely a huge motivator i can i can see that um as we start to kind of wind down here and, and we'll go through a few more questions that i have for you um what would you say is some advice that you would give to somebody starting this journey now? Or if that's a tough question to answer, what advice would you give to Jill <laughs> you know, a year ago when Jill was starting?
1: Oh, well, you know, I think every single one of your clients that's worked for you, the first thing out of their mouth when you ask that question is going to be to trust the process. Um, it's cliche as it is. Um, I, I, for example, I, I haven't dropped tons of weight, like on the scale. Um, that hasn't, the scale has not been my huge achievement in this process. Um, I, my body changed and I didn't even realize it. So as I was going, you just have to be patient. And then I looked down and I'm like, well, that was 13 pounds. Where? what, what, how did that happen? <laughs> like, yeah. how did that happen? I remember just being frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. Um, just as much as you can take it in stride and, And, um, I was never one of those people. I mean, I did, I I looked at the scale and, and obviously there's a number we all want to reach or whatever. Um, that's normal. Um, but we always talked about it. I'm like, I don't really care what it says on that scale. If I'm building muscle and I'm becoming strong, then I feel good. And I have to remind myself of that because I'm normal and I want to see a certain number on a scale and it's not going to my job makes me think that it's not about aesthetics. It's about performance and, um, that's my life and that's how I'm happy. So, um, heck I'm down to my academy weight now and I am probably, um, just as fit as I was when I was 30 going through the academy, if not more at this point. So I, I have no complaints on that. And that's what I want people to look at is you're going to get there. Um, you just won't see it until the end sometimes <laughs> and, wow. and that's the hardest part about this is is um those little victories along the way i wasn't very good at celebrating celebrate those because they're big and they add up and um before you know it you'll look in the mirror and be like who is that i can't believe that i've I've come thus far um so those, just take those those bad days and and grow from it and um, keep them going because you will have those bad days. And I, I think we had a call even where there might have been tears, maybe. 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 <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, hormones play a big part in this game. And um, just go with the flow and find what works for you you are not going to be the same as your friend next to you and things aren't going to work the same. Um, and that's part of that whole comparing thing. Everyone is different. You're a unique person, um, and do what works for you and what makes you happy.
0: That's incredible advice. Like don't, you're an individual, don't compare like kind of fight your own fight and run your own race. And like you said, you're not going to understand it all until the end when you look back and you're like, Holy crap. Check yeah. this out, you know? So that that that's really, really good advice, Jill. Um, would you say that there's anything that you'd like to talk about or bring up or share with us that we missed today?
1: No, uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, maybe because I'm such a, a – um, we've already kind of talked about it and hit on it. Um, but what I noticed, you know, with the whole sleep thing is – um, if you can get it, get it because um, I remember at one point in this process where I roped into a station that was slow and it was, you know, like a retirement type station and I was there for five shifts. So that puts me there for about two weeks. And we hadn't changed anything with the macros, and all of a sudden the weights came off. I didn't change anything; it was just I was sleeping. Um, so I can't stress that enough. How I feel like that is um, just as important as your nutrition, <laughs> and like I'm seeing it firsthand. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess what goes along with that um, and part of the advice is control what you can control, right? We, we yeah. talked about that a lot because we knew that after every third shift where I got beat up or my weight would spike and I was holding on to stress and cortisol and all that good stuff. And so just control what you can and you got to let the shake off the rest.
0: That's awesome. That's really good. Awesome. Well, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask?
1: I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I love to pick your brain on nerdy stuff, but um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I've got my nerd glasses. Uh, Are you got your nerd my, glasses? I'm ready to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't
1: think so. I mean, I. I guess all I, I don't have any questions per se is all I can say is is thanks for doing what you what you're doing and what you're providing for people and it's it's an amazing thing people would look at me and say well you're a firefighter and you're strong you don't need you don't need help we all need help and we all need accountability at some point in our lives and it's about um, especially as a mom, if there 's any moms out there, you need to take time for yourself and and uh, I mean, we had to budget this in, but this was important and it 's come it 's made a world of a difference for me, so i know you 're making you know you can call me a superhero all you want, but you 're making a lot of differences in a lot of people 's lives and that 's pretty cool too
0: thank you, thank you for saying that well. I don't want to take a ton of your time on this Friday afternoon and especially on a day off when <laughs> yeah. family time is, is slim. So with that being said, thank you for taking the time out not of your day is. today and sharing all this with us. I'm sure everyone that's going to listen is going to take away at least one nugget of information, if not 100 things. Um, thank you for trusting us through this process. I know it's hard sometimes, but like you said, you don't see it till the end and yeah. I'm glad you see it now. Uh, but just thank you for all the the trust that you've put in us through this process and, uh, enjoyed the time working with you and the relationship that we've built. And it's been a good time.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: You betcha. All right. We'll talk to you later, Joe. All right. Hey guys, this is Adam, head coach at Copper State Fit. If you felt inspired by the show you just heard and you feel like taking it a bit further, we'd like to help. For those of you looking to take baby steps, download our free MyFitnessPal tutorial and macro cheat sheet. Link can be found in the show notes. And for those of you that want to take a little more than a baby step, schedule a free phone consultation with us. We'll answer all your questions and provide you with personalized information. No strings attached, no obligation to buy. But if you do, we'll throw in a bonus. Mention Podcast 49 in your consult notes, and we'll take $49 off your first month. The only wrong decision is indecision, so pick what's right for you. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to speaking with you.